Which season does this concerto make you think of? the brightness of spring in this concerto by Antonio Lucio Vivaldi? This week, listen to an orchestra playing this concerto and see if you can hear birds singing, streams murmuring, thunderstorms, and the brightness of life. Spring celebrates life and welcomes new beginnings. Last time we heard about how the German people gained a new beginning when World War II ended. However, although the horrible violence of the war had finished, the Germans were left with a destroyed country, cities in rubble, nowhere to find work, families who had lost their men, and anger between Germans. Most of all, the Germans still had to face hunger. They traded anything they had for food. My opa, his mother, and his little brother kept warm by building fires with wood stolen from neighbors' properties, and they burned every last piece of wood, even their fences. Opa's mother's bones grew brittle because she did not have enough vitamins. Germany was split between countries that had defeated them in the war, the British, the Russian, the French, and the Americans. They were no longer in control. And yet, no one looked out for each family except themselves. How is it then? since Germany was brought so low, that my generation knows Germany to be the richest and most financially stable in Europe. For some answers on this stunning transformation, we turn to our dear friend, Mr. Chris. So my name is Chris and I'm a car guy. And therefore some of my answers might revolve around das Auto. By the way, I'm German too. So Germans were innovative and entrepreneurs before the war. And the destruction from the war led to a new beginning. Hi, I'm Heidi Illion, English teacher and homeschooling mom, and this is Brilliant Mornings. Join us as we jumpstart our day in a way that celebrates learning and breeds imagination. We work quickly through calendar, math, poetry, reading, geography, science, and of course, our mystery story. Please feel free to pause the podcast or listen several times to answer questions and learn the songs. Read the podcast notes to prepare for each day. Remember to check out our Instagram, Brilliant Mornings, to see pictures, videos, and visuals for the lesson. Thanks for joining us. So thanks to the massive support from the U.S. in form of the Marshall Plan, Germany could rebuild very quickly. There was a huge inner drive to rebuild the country and its reputation. A reputation that was built on centuries of arts and crafts and fine mechanical engineering from trains over steam engines to clocks and watches and cars, you name it. After the war though, products from Germany had to be labeled made in Germany to make them less desirable because they came from the aggressors, the people that started the war. And I think that many Germans took this as motivation to make this label a badge of honor. Wow, this is amazing. The Germans decided not to let people look down on them because of the country's mistakes, but instead they would show the world now the good that they could do. And it's true. When I see something today made in Germany, I always tell my kids, this is good quality. Let's buy it. Now, the Germans are famous for making incredibly well-made and beautiful cars. Fast cars. 
How did this come about? So shortly after the war, we had a new infrastructure, not only in one industry or in one region. It was all new. New plans to build stuff, new cities, new homes, new roads. And when talking cars, Germany is most famous for the Autobahn. That's our network of interstates. And when I was a kid in the early 80s, there was really no speed limit anywhere. And fast driving was a lifestyle. No cup holders needed. I still remember sitting in the back of my friend's dad Porsche Turbo in 1989 going 175 miles an hour at that time. Insane. The noise, the smell, the adrenaline. I will never forget that. So, but back to just after the war. Once the Germans rebuilt their own country, they wanted to travel abroad for the summer vacation, experience other countries, the Italian Dolce Vita, for example. For that, you needed affordable and reliable cars. So in the late 60s, it was very popular to climb over the Alps with your little four-cylinder, 50-horsepower vehicle, four people and lots of luggage. So these cars needed to be sturdy and reliable. That is when Volkswagen, Ford and Opel, which is our version of GM, had their boom and built cars for the masses. And then, of course, there was some luxury coming back into play people started to have a bit more money and spent that on high-end cars, like the earlier mentioned Porsche or Porsche and Mercedes or Mercedes. And for these cars, the engineering needed to be perfect. Mercedes brand promise was and still today is das Beste oder nichts, the best or nothing at all. So I guess the moral of my story is Germany recovered quickly after the war because of help from the outside and because of this no-nonsense approach. We are pretty serious people. We like to get things done and it'd be better done very well. And the products that are designed, engineered and manufactured in Germany today are usually the best of the best. At the least for fast driving. Our cup holders though, mm, are still too small for the American big gulps and venti-sized coffees. Well, let's let this story inspire us to always do our best. No matter what others think of us or how we feel, anything is possible if we work diligently and do our best. It's time to count, do your best. One, two, three, four, five, six, seven, eight, nine, 10, 11, 12, 13, 14, 15, 16, 17, 18. In twos, 2, 4, 6, 8, 10, 12, 14, 16, 18. Good job, everybody. Now, three Audis and 15 BMWs were racing on the Autobahn. How many cars were there total? Teo had nine toy Porsches and Micah had nine toy BMWs. How many cars did they have all together? 
In the parking lot, there were 18 Volkswagen cars. Seven, pull away. How many are left? Have fun using your toy car collection today as counters. Now let's jump into our story. After the boys jumped on the lederhosen man, his camera fell to the ground and he screamed at them, my story, don't destroy my story. He focused his camera back onto the armor just as several men in black masks arrived in a BMW van and proceeded to attack the special German armor, which had almost made it safely home from its tour. They're stealing the armor, shouted Peyton. It's our job to protect it. All of the children jumped onto the masked men at the same moment that the German police arrived. Ah! They were perplexed to see 14 children riding the backs of seven thieves as if they were ponies, while a man in lederhosen cried in the corner, hugging his camera. At this moment, Quinn's father grabbed the armor and removed it from the chaos. He gently and quietly slipped it into his Mercedes and took off at lightning speed before anyone knew what had happened to the antique knight. The police promptly removed the children from the thieves' backs and handcuffed the masked men. A policewoman led the lederhosen man away while shaking her head and muttering, Oh, Heinrich. Several hours later, the pizza and poetry group members sat in a lush garden with butterflies fluttering about their heads, eating small personal German pizzas covered in tasty toppings. I really don't know what happened back there, said Levi, but this ham and pineapple pizza is yummy. So it turns out that the Lederhosen man was a famous newspaper photographer here in Germany. He had recently lost his job because he'd used the photos someone else had taken and said they were his, Claire explained. He was trying to get his job back by capturing an exciting robbery. His sources had told him that the knight's armor would be stolen during this tour since the thieves failed in New York City. So he was following the knight, waiting for the moment when he could catch the robbery on camera. He thought that would make him a hero in the photography world again. We kept getting in his way, and then we ruined the robbery, so he was really sad. Hooray, yelled Jack. We did our job and protected the knight. But where is the knight? asked Maddie, panicking. Everyone nervously stared at each other. Presently, a Mercedes pulled up beside the garden. Look who's driving it, yelled Jonathan. The knight! No, silly, corrected Teo. Quinn's dad is driving the car. The knight is just along on the passenger side for the fast ride. Oh, laughed Grace and Josiah. Two more cars arrived with museum guards who hurried into the garden. Good work, children. You've done your job well. Now we are going to return this armor to its safe home in a protected palace. No more tours for a while. What are you children going to do? Have you decided if you'll help the butterfly population in southern Germany? Everyone smiled. That's why we're here, said Wes. We'll spend a week working on this butterfly reserve, helping to breed more butterflies. Then we'll continue doing research when we get home to America. We thought this would be the perfect spring project. Well, I have a spring poem to share, said Leah. It's by William Blake. Spring. 
sound the flute. Now it's mute. Birds delight day and night. Nightingale in the dale, lark in sky. Merrily, merrily, merrily to welcome in the year. Little boy, full of joy. Little girl, sweet and small. Cock does crow, so do you. Merry voice, infant noise. Merrily, merrily to welcome in the year. Little lamb, here I am. Come and lick my white neck. Let me pull your soft wool. Let me kiss your soft face. Merrily, merrily, we welcome in the year. Everyone clapped. I love spring, said Peyton as she thought about the poem. And guess what? My mom just called from America to say that our monarch butterflies have emerged from their chrysalises at home. She's going to let them go free today. Do you all know that the monarch butterfly can fly 1,700 miles to migrate to warmer weather for the winter? When the spring comes, they lay their eggs and die. But their story is not over. Their children begin traveling back up north to the same place where their parents originally came from. Now, their children will not actually make it all the way back to that place, however. They're going to lay eggs and die. Then their children will emerge from the eggs, grow up, go through the life cycle, and continue the journey north. In this way, generation after generation slowly makes its way back up north, and the monarch butterflies return to their original home. They know just by instinct where to go. Maybe we'll get some monarch butterflies return to our home next year. Wait, said Jonathan. So the original parent who flew all the way down to Florida or Mexico will not ever return back to her home up north? But instead, her great-grandchildren or great-great-great-great-great-grandchildren will? That's right, said Peyton. Grandchildren have a special job to do. Huh, said Micah. I think my great opa knew the secret of the monarch butterfly. He told all of his grandchildren that they are his arrows into the future. He knew he couldn't live forever, but he'd always have children, grandchildren, and great-grandchildren that he would shoot into the world after him like an archer shoots an arrow with his bow. And each arrow carries a part of him. Opa wrote, that his descendants carry free gifts in their inherited ethnic toolbox, such as diligence, honesty, being ambitious, sharing, supporting each other, love of work, creating things, making a personal contribution to our community, or helping others in need. What amazing things we get to carry into the future. Our parents and grandparents have given us a toolbox full of amazing qualities and skills. Let's be sure not to waste the talents with which we were born and everything we learned from them. Let's help to change the world by diligently creating, loving, and giving. May every parent be empowered to know that your daily sacrifices and endless repeating and teaching of your children are not in vain. You are shooting arrows into the future arrows that the world needs.
This recording was produced by Heidi Alien with intro and outro music by Matt Graycar. Henia Graycar played selections on the piano from German composers. These include Moonlight Sonata by Ludwig von Beethoven, Air on the G-String from Orchestral Suite No. 3 in D Major by Johann Sebastian Bach during the reading of the poem, and Ludwig von Beethoven's Sonata No. 8, Second movement. This is known as the Pathetique Sonata. Thank you so much to our special guest, Mr. Chris, who came to us all the way from Germany, sharing his insights. Thank you to Grayson Heinz Meyer for the memoirs read today and the incredible legacy you have left to your children, grandchildren, and great grandchildren.